Welcome to Hillside Diet. Thanksgiving stinks. Being old is awesome. I believe twins should be separated at birth. The Bachelor is the perfect way to find love. Adults who like Disneyland are deeply unwell. Hello and welcome to Hillside Dion. Today is a phenomenal day on the pod because today we're joined by one of the greatest creative minds of our time. He is an actor, writer, director, comedian, musician, does it all folks, who's worked on pretty much exclusively hits, including Shrinking uh, and Cobra Kai, among a zillion other things. Uh, He's also now penning the new Ferris Bueller movie, which I'm incredibly stoked about. Uh, He's cringing as I read these. This is devastating how much I'm hurting you with your accomplishments. Uh, Listen, he's also one of my dearest friends, the officiant to my wedding. In fact, if I'm being honest, I'm deeply offended that it's taken this long to get him on the podcast. (laughs) Please welcome Bill Postley. Hi. (laughs) What what do you have to say for yourself? Uh, Yeah, I'm sorry. I should have had should have been here a long time ago in in a lot of ways thought we've talked so much about so many different hills that, that we both die on that i just assumed i was on the podcast yeah that was uh, that was a re- nice reveal when yeah, i was yeah, like yeah. can i ask what your problem is <laughs> he was like dude i already did, did it. it i was oh, like no you did not 100 percent thought i did no it's just it was that i did yours yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That i promptly came and did yours um, i think it's just that we have deep conversations so many times that i assumed somebody recorded one <laughs> deep of conversations them. that we don't agree yeah, with yeah, yeah, yeah. what's going on for sure how are you doing good how are you good are you wrapped on drinking now yes uh how was it it was great we can't escape it everywhere we go people are talking about drinking yeah it's a great show it's um i you know it was so much fun it was none of us knew what it was going to be while we were writing it um and so i'm so happy to see that it is like you know it's like this baby that you've like built and you're like i'm injecting all of my opinions and thoughts into this thing with all these other people and none of us know if it's right and then you send it out into the world and you're like go be your own person shrinking and and uh i hope that people like you as much as we do and it turns out that they do it's bananas it's bananas i get so many texts being like is this the bill posted yeah, from yeah, the yeah. wedding <laughs> like, yes it is yes um so thanks you're giving me straight cred i am curious when you started the show you mentioned harrison ford was actually not even cast no 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 that character specifically was a much less character. I mean, I, I, I may even say that he was envisioned as like, you know, the fifth lead, maybe sixth <laughs> lead at the time. And then when we found out that Harrison Ford was like going to do it, it changed everything. I mean, we were like midway through the story breaking process. And then we had to like, kind of like pump the brakes and like kind of alter a ton of scripts so that the story obviously had more of him in it yeah, throughout the course of the season on the call sheet yeah 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 um and we were well we didn't know we were like maybe he just wants to just like be chill yeah you know what I mean? little, maybe sure. he just wants to just like pop in and out but he really wanted to contribute and be a part of you know the the show and 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 actually really be in it not just kind of pop in here and there so like once we found that out um yeah, we yeah, like got advantage. extended, had to figure out how to revamp everything and like turn it around so it reflected him as more part of the show. Yeah. I mean, I know that can be chaotic rewriting when you've already gone so far down the line, but getting extended in the day of the limited episode yes. release, what a dream. It was great. What a what a writer's dream. Just finding out that it's also <laughs> contractually happening and not just like, hey, can you be a sport and stay on? Uh, impressive. And I love it. Uh, did you get to be on set? I did get to be on set. 
um, for my episode and another writer's episode. Um, we kind of flip flopped, and so um, yeah, that was it was a ton of fun, and and you know just watching like Jason Siegel's process and Harrison Ford's process, and him being like you know Harrison Ford is like an eighty year old kid. He's just a big goof, and he's always cracking jokes and doing practical jokes and really yeah he's always that's adorable like yeah. what um oh like he would like ask the props department if he could just like have a mug <laughs> like he like he'd be <laughs> like oh can i keep this and then you'd see this like poor prop person be like um maybe hold hold on and yeah. then they would ask and he'd be like they'd be like, like well we actually need it he's like i'm kidding i don't want this mug <laughs> Um, and, and joke around or like he would bring like weirdly he'd like leave he'd like bring fake poop and like what? leave it in places and like yeah it was, he was just like he's just a prankster i don't know he's, he's just like, like an 80 something prankster yeah 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 he's just a big kid who loves to joke and laugh and have fun and like doesn't take himself too seriously and respects everybody and oh, everybody's so time and i remember when um i walked in and everybody was like bill and he couldn't see me and he turned around and thinking I was Bill Lawrence, he looked at me and I was like, why are you staring at me? And he, and he like in my head, I didn't say that yeah. to him. I was like, why is he staring at me? And he was just like, oh, wrong Bill. <laughs> Next time be the other Bill. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'll well, do the best I can. I'll do the best I can. And so, yeah, he's just, he's great. Really that's kind great. and really, really gracious. And yeah, that's especially from someone who's such an icon. It's always such an, I always get nervous to ask about people like that because you want them to be great and so it's always such a gift when they are yeah they are um, he, what about he really jason? fun to work with yeah jason's fun um really thoughtful like really in depth about his character in the process he was with us during the writing process as well so oh, he, he was he was in the room he was in the room and he gave a lot of like input he gave a lot of like suggestions for his character a lot of storylines that he wanted to see and like kind of where he saw the character's art going and and just like not just his character but kind of the story in general he's um one of the creators and really was you know pretty hands-on throughout the process that's amazing mm -hmm. I, I, that's right he is a creator too i forgot about that yeah have i told you about the time that i met jason siegel no okay i was an assistant at mgm um back in the day mm -hmm. and you know me i'm so bad at names <laughs> i i feel like i missed culture until like 20 13 um but jason siegel is one of those people that like you know he breaks through <laughs> he breaks through to little midwesterners watching you know three ninjas on repeat like me um and so i so whenever celebrities would come in i wouldn't really care um and my co-assistant would get to like greet all the ones that he was excited about but when jason was coming in i was like i know jason i'm so excited i want to greet him and be the one who gets him his water yeah, and yeah. seats him and gets him ready for his meeting so all day i am waiting the meeting gets pushed i'm getting more anxious Finally, it's time for the meeting to happen. There is a very long distance between the elevators and my desk. The elevator doors open. Jason steps out. And from that moment, I am screaming, hi, welcome to MGM. Can I please get you water? <laughs> and he walks up like, hi, thank you so much. And I'm like, are you here to see Gary? And he's like, yes, I am. And I'm like, okay. And again, I'm going, can I get you a water? And he looks down and he's holding a water bottle and a coffee and just looks at me and goes, sure i'll take another yeah 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 <laughs> and I was like, okay thank you so i like sprinted to go get him water and like get him seated and was like so stoked and then remember just looking at my co-assistant like how'd i do and he was like 
that was the the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, But he was so, I just remember that little moment of kindness of just being like, sure, she clearly wants to go get me (laughs) water. She's asked six times if she can get me one. Um, And for that, I'm a Seagull fan and I'm glad he was also nice on set. He's great. Yeah. And, and he is that kind of way. Like, I think he really does, you know, sit down and talk. Like I said, he's an extremely thoughtful person. Like he does, you know, ask questions for why things are the way that they are. And, Great. And really sits down and talks to people, and 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 you you feel like it isn't small talk with him. It, you really do feel like um, you you do have deep conversations in short short amount of times, and um, yeah. He's he's really 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 nice guy. That's really really great. The only other experience I have, I, I saw him play David Foster Wallace in that one movie that kind of flopped. What was that movie? It was mm. like him and um, Jesse Eisenberg. I can't remember what the movie's called, but I, I saw it and then there was a Q&A with him afterward and he was very delightful. Mm-hmm. And it's, he said something that stuck with me. Somebody was like, you know, how do you how do you stay humble in Hollywood? You know, some bad Q&A question. And he was like, oh, I don't know. And he was like, I think, you know, I think the biggest thing to remember is, you know, you could be on a really fun project. But once the project ends, you're once again just an aspiring filmmaker. And I was like, that's kind of cool and like yeah it, it puts everyone on an even playing field a little sad but <laughs> no i mean I, I you know coming he's been successful for a very long time yeah and so it's like very interesting to see people and you know his class of you know the seth rogan yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, and that whole apatow crew that has come together you know it's like in a situation where a lot of people don't or or like I should say a lot of people have a lot of reason to not be cool or to be uh, big headed or to be dismissive or whatever um, because of the amount of time or not to be grounded or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost such a reality. He definitely hasn't. And I think that that's what's that was really fun with you get a chance to work with him and 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 be able to like pitch stuff and and be like hey man i think this joke's better or you're missing this moment or and you know i taking he takes suggestions from everywhere it wasn't just you know i only want to hear it from the director i want to hear sure. it from here it's like whatever the funniest thing is work that's know? great well that makes me happy great well it makes sense it was a perfect storm because uh it's a good show Turn yeah yeah, yeah. jessica's it. great jessica williams is really phenomenal she's like loves to play loves to be challenged by the oh, other actors great. on the on the set and i think this is like people are seeing her do things that she's never gotten a chance yeah to do absolutely before. lots of range everybody on that mm-hmm. show we are working with a lot of icons um <laughs> speaking of icons we're about to get into the fun uh some older icons including john travolta olivia newton john uh and then graduating to some michelle pfeiffer action uh i'm really excited to get into this ridiculous hill would you please tell us what your hill is Yes, for as long as I can remember, I think that the movie Grease 2 is better than its predecessor, Grease 1. I'm fascinated that you said from for as long as you can remember. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is like a kind of newish take where it's become a cult classic and people are like revisiting and being like, okay, fun. But you've been an OG day one. As long as you've known me, I've been screaming from my hill. Yeah how much i love grease too and i, I always have this. you and uh shout out to, to our pal katie willard yes who also agrees yes it's it's i, I it's undeniable <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why it's happening that people are coming to that conclusion now is just because i was ahead of my time yeah sure but, like uh, like most great artists yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Most great, great artists are it's 
it just really is. It's so good and it's fun and I yeah, it's sloppy in all the best ways and it's oh. it's just the best. All right, I'm excited to get into it. Um, so for those of you unfamiliar, uh, the original Grease came out in 1978. The film, directed by Randall Kleiser, uh, was such a hit that the studio planned to actually make three sequels. However, the first sequel, Grease 2, which came out in 1982, was such a critical bomb and such a box office bomb that despite having, you know, and this is also despite having double the budget of the original, uh, that they actually canceled all plans for everything else moving forward. Um, yes, yeah, still in recent years, Grease 2 has enjoyed a nice little resurgence, um, something that Bill has been arguing since we met doing DJ Fawcett's sketch mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Um, so yeah, plot of Grease 2 really picks up, you know, at Rydell High. Two years after Sandy and Danny flew off in that famous car. <laughs> a, a scene that you have to admit, fun. Yep. Defying the law of science. Yes. Wonderful. Um, and that's where it sets off. Um, listen, do you really believe in your heart of hearts? I have to ask, do you have respect for Grease One as well? I love Grease One. Oh, thank God. I really, okay. really do love Grease One. I was going to have a really tough I time. Mean, it, I throttle back and forth because the final number in Greece one may be the best number in all okay. of them. I, I Okay. So in, I'm having a sane conversation then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. it, it may be the best number uh, in, in the, in, in both, in all of them. Great. Which, which, However, <laughs> Greece is the feminist Greece for starters. <laughs> so that's what I love so much about it. But I think for me, just me, the songs on as a whole in Greece too, I think are more fun. Interesting. For me. Okay. Okay. To give this debate some structure, I think it might be best to break it into categories. First one being cast uh, and right. characters. Second being story and plot. Third being okay. the messaging at the end. Uh, fourth being music. And fifth being choreography. Mm. Um, you good with that? Uh, I mean, yeah. Choreography alone. Let's bowl tonight. Listen. Smokes. Anyway, okay, but yeah, okay. whatever. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Okay. So for starters, we got cast. Uh, let's start out hot. We've got Danny versus Michael Travolta versus Maxwell Caulfield, uh, who I do have to point out, even though he's hot and I thought he was pretty solid in the movie, has blamed Grease 2 for ruining his career. That's, listen, unfortunately <laughs> uh, for him, maybe at the time it was because it's, I think that like America wasn't ready to see a man change for the woman. Interesting. And that was hard it was for him. Yeah, it was ahead of its time. So when you do stuff like that, they look, they put Mandela in jail and then he became the, <laughs> <laughs> then he went on to lead South Africa. So it, 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 when you're a pioneer in that way, yeah, you, you have to take those strides. And like, if you're willing to take a look back and say it ruined your career, I think that you should be willing to take a step back and say that because of you, the feminist movement moves forward in the eighties. And then we get to see movies like private Benjamin nine to five, like wow. all of these movies. So you think this Greece too is responsible. It's a hundred percent in that same category. If you look at eighties movies where women were coming out, big business, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead was a movie that reflected the eighties, even though it's in 1992, but you start to have this thing where like, you know, women are, um, having agency and being able to make their own choices and being a film in 1982 where uh the girl's like i don't need a man i don't need somebody and the man is somebody who changes for her i would say that you're pretty early on in that 80s wave of women's films especially what you know what you call 80s ladies movies but like working girl all of that stuff mm-hmm. is is wrapped up in that, and I think that Grease too is a part of that movement. Interesting. Okay, I I, I will we'll get to you know Stephanie versus Sandy in a second, but just moving back, yes, 
you know, Michael changes for Stephanie, mm-hmm. but Danny changes for Sandy too. You're forgetting that at the end of the movie, I think people forget this. You say that I know, I know we'll get into the feminism mm-hmm, of it all, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Sandy's not the only one who changes for the other person. He comes out dressed like a jock, tells all his friends that he's a new man now because he'll do anything to get this girl. Yeah. So. Well, I think the other problem is, is that like, I, I will have to say, I wish I, I, I haven't done, I, I haven't watched the first Grease in a, in a little while, but Travolta's a creep for the, mo- <laughs> for the beginning of that movie. He's like a really creep. He's inappropriate. He's lying about having sex with this girl. And so like. He's trying to to hook up with her. She doesn't want it. And like, there's like this really, ext- like, he's a pretty unlikable character for, if, if you were to see that person in today's movies, you'd be like, oh man, this is the bad guy. And yes, he ultimately does change. And like, there's this like masculinity that is being pushed upon him. But like, he is kind of shitty until I, that listen, moment. Listen, I, I would argue lying about hooking up with a summer fling is like being a teenager, like uh, of both, you know, this isn't a gendered thing either. Like I think for sure it, you know, it's someone coming back from holidays wanting to sound cool in front of their friends. I'm not going to give it any credit to the assault scene at the drive-in. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you points for yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. Not, not going to try to talk that one out, but yeah, I mean, he's a dick. He's a dick in front of his friends. Uh, you're not wrong. But on the other end of the spectrum, Michael has no qualities that we don't get to know him at all. We don't get to know him. He doesn't get to know the person he's after. We don't see them in any scenes interacting almost at all until he changes for her and she stupidly, not feministly, falls for the guy on the motorcycle. Well, I think that like when when you're I guess like in that in that vein, when you're like, oh, who is this? What is their kind of relationship? I think that like if we're talking about like what high school feelings are or whatever, it's like, do do we really know anybody that we have yeah, crutches uh, on fair. in high that school? Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know, fair. it's just like <laughs> it's just like, oh, here's this person. And I think I love them, especially yeah. when you like first moved. <laughs> like, I remember like my freshman year of high school day two there was like a hot not hot list of guys oh, like girls were passing around like yeah, yeah, yeah. hot not hot list and already had crushes on people from yeah. other and it was like how did that even happen who do you even know so i think it's like where think, were you yeah were you on did you make the list no i wasn't on the list i did oh, not make the I'm list so sorry no i did not make the list Tough. it was it worse it was to make not hot or not make the list at all no list um <laughs> and so like i think i think you know it's wrapped up in you know, uh, more like emotions and fe- more, more just like those teenage hormonal like type of thing. So I think, yeah, the, what does he know about her other than the fact that she's cool and she's hot? That's, you know, what it is, you yeah. know? Listen, I will give Grace to the horny factor. It wins for sure. That is one <laughs> yeah, horny yeah. movie. Reproduction. We'll talk about reproduction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Oof. just throughout, that's a horny film. The We want to like fuck for the military, the do it for yeah, our do troops it for our song. country. Yeah, 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 yeah do yeah. it for our country. There you go. Um, yeah, we'll get, we'll get to the hits in a second, but yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will give credit where credit's the toss the they they make fun of the toxic masculinity in Greece too. It is like so made fun of that it's they're so camp. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like so campy and so made fun of and like that that it's just like I don't know. It's nice. It's refreshing. It's I think like Greece too is a movie of today. I don't know. It just feels like I don't. 
know. But, uh, but Greece one, you get all these great T-Bird characters who actually had like distinguishable personality traits. And I would argue same for the pink ladies. Like, you know the difference between all of them. And whereas in Greece two, yes, I mean, listen, they're all doing like their best impressions of Greece one. Like it's it's very clearly intended to be like, we are now self-aware about how ridiculous and earnest Greece one was, which I liked. But I worried that there was less character development and that bummed me out. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think Grease 2 is more of an, like a true ensemble because you have this like character who isn't a T-bird, who isn't like right. a T-bird at, at a certain point. So like there, you get to like not see as much of that character. So I, I think that like when you do something like that, you have to lean a little bit more heavily on the, on the getting like the T-birds being their own entity versus like the person we're following is inside of that. So like. You know, Michael has a Michael doesn't befriend any of these T birds. You know what I mean? So like, he, we don't get to see him interact right, with them right. other than adversarial. Yeah, sure. other than like in this adversarial way. Um, so yes, I will say that I think that you know, Grease One, we definitely have some like specific, uh, more specific characters w within that. But I think like the storyline rivalry between between Johnny and Michael, I do love that. I do love that there was like this this rivalry between the two of them and then this arc and they're like fighting over things. In Greece one, it's Balmudo, right? It's the like Kinnicky? Kinnick yeah. No, no, it's Balmudo and the Oh yeah, yeah, bad guy. Yeah, the bad guy, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's this guy who's like, oh and he does make his appearance in Greece too, but like the I, I don't know, it just feels like there's a nice rivalry that's a little bit more internal between the two of them and their stakes and and it, that that happens between our characters versus like this thing that's kind of off, off to the side. But to, but to me, in in Greece one, it's not really this off to the side guy. The off to the side guy, which by the way, is it the same guy or it's the exact just, same guy? It is. Okay, I was like, there's no way Who they found 45. two people yeah, yeah, with yeah. identical <laughs> acne scars to play a different role. Who looks role. 45? Yeah, 100. I was yeah, yeah. I was thinking, put these Greece casts next to the cast of like uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Yes, exactly. And like, it's like. 60 year old yeah, against yeah, yeah. like Zendaya. Yeah, that would be a fun game. That'd be a fun game for sure. <laughs> that being said, I would argue that the main uh, storyline for the guys in Greece one is Danny Zuko and Kaniki. It's Danny standing up to his friends to say, I actually think this girl is cool and I don't want to act cool in front of you anymore. I want to act, I just want to be a nice guy. No, and I, I get that, that. And that's an arc, baby. And that's internal. No, no, it's great. It's great. I think that it is great. I think that it is great. But I, I don't know. I just like the the Danny Michael, uh, Johnny Michael arc a little bit more. And I also, I God, I love the training montage of trying to learn how to ride this motorcycle. Yeah, and sure. Like, we all love a training I montage. I love a training montage. <laughs> and having to like work and like use their money to pay for his yes, yes. it's just so it was, nice I, I did like that part compared to fixing up the car because if you think about it i was rewatching obviously both graces but grace one rewatch you're like these 17 year old guys are all mechanics yeah, yeah, yeah and they can just like it's 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 insane so it's a little fun watching this guy have to learn and like he does their homework and, and like yeah, that and, gets and the money it's like really cool and he becomes like god it's just like i there's Outside of the bowling alley, when he is fucking oh, those man. guys up on the motorcycle, it's just like such a cool, who's that guy is like <laughs> such a, that scene itself is just so awesome and mysterious and exciting. And I don't know. I think it's just, yeah, it's great. I do. have. I, listen, yes, agreed. Agreed. Fun scene. I do have to say though, uh, just, I, I think the conversation about feminism is going to have to come out throughout 
the whole premise rides on the code, just speaking of T-birds, that the pink lady chicks are not allowed to date anyone but them till they graduate. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. But that's but that same code exists in one. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Absolutely, it is not a spoken code. It's in by, the I'm assuming and Rizzo, it's the same. who I would argue is the most feminist character in both of them, other than uh, calling her uh, goody two shoes for not putting out. But yes, go ahead. Other than calling who? Sandy. Yeah, but she's sex positive. <laughs> <laughs> she's arguably sex positive. Okay, shaming Sandy in, for not be, for putting up. feminism exists yeah, yeah. in both cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they also shame Stephanie by being like, "Whoa, what are you doing going for this mysterious guy? You're a T-bird girl. You can only. We're not saying you have to. We're not saying you have to get back together with him, but you do. Like so." <laughs> There's pressure from women to date mm. in throughout. Yes, and yes, I'm sorry, yes. Sandra D slaps. That's a phenomenal song. <laughs> it Don't is. you dare tell me. It is. It um, is. But yes, um, I'm sorry. There are worse. Th we'll get to there are worse <laughs> things I can do. I, I'm too upset with you already taking shots at Rizzo. Um, Rizzo's that, the best. Thank you. Thank you very much. I can call him. All right. Uh, off the T-Birds, uh, I want to talk about the Stephanie versus Sandy yeah. uh, rivalry. We got Olivia Newton-John versus... A young, no one's familiar with her yet, Michelle Pfeiffer. I mean, their post careers already speak to what both did well. Michelle is clearly the better actress, and she's clearly the better okay, singer. Wow, uh, rest in peace, Olivia. Um, I'm just glad that I'm going to show you some respect on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if I mean, but hands down, her her songs like leap off the page, and her voice is just so angelic and like whatever. But like Olivia's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Beautiful. Michelle Pfeiffer is like so much more grounded and much a better, a much better performer in, in Greece too. What? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's character is insane in Grease Dude, too. Cool Rider is... Uh, okay, yes. Again, we'll get to the songs in a second. Yeah, 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 but yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer's character goes from like stoic cool girl to like insane quirky what the hell is going on. There are moments where I'm like, who is this woman? There are dance scenes where she's like, does she need to be medicated? Like, I'm worried about her. I'm worried about Stephanie. No, I, th I don't know. <laughs> I just think that like... She like what is her clear personality? Just somebody who's battling with being like, I don't want to be around my friends anymore. I just like I bought into this thing. I grew up in this thing. I'm trying to break out and I'm throttling between my own identity and an identity that I've known. I think that that's what it is. Sure. It's hard. I mean, look, Sandy in hindsight suffers from innocent little bitch syndrome, which is never as fun to watch as a lead as it is to watch the badass woman want to be in charge. So I will give Stephanie that. <laughs> No, like, yeah, I think Stephanie is like taking, I don't know, she's like, t you know, stepping into her own and taking your thing. And like, at no point, because right at the end, these two, the two change for each other, but Stephanie never does. She stays pretty she does. steadfast in the fact that like, she's not going to do this. And against the peer pressure of her friend says, no, this is not what I want. It's, it's true. It's true. But yeah, I mean, maybe you could argue that it's just high school idiocy being like, this is what I want out of a man. And it's a man who drives a motorcycle and then he drives a motorcycle and then she goes with him without seeing his face, knowing his name. Danger. It's danger. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't know. It's really setting a bad example of what we should be doing uh, or how. Yeah, we. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like. Michael's a metaphor for like a college guy. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, either way, we're worried about what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, all right. Um, interesting. I'm surprised you're such a Pfeiffer head. Oh yeah, and also like, I'm a Pfeiffer head 
from like beginning to like whole career she's amazing and like not only is like dude one fine day like (laughs) she's like for forever i love her are you letting her performances in other movies change the way you see her in this otherwise poor performance because i would agree she gets good hollywood lets her get good hollywood likes to let hot women get good at their craft (laughs) they get the chance to do it more but i am pretty surprised in this case that she was the breakout star because her character was so confused in my opinion i I genuinely think like she is like tough and vulnerable in moments and like has the ability to tell people off and say what she wants and feels cool but like you know can lay on a stage and think that like the person that she loves is gone and like <laughs> i don't know it's good i like it all right, all and right. like i also i and like dude white oleander man <laughs> no um i think that i don't know i just like i think michelle pfeiffer's just been like great i love her as cat woman she's my favorite cat woman you sure yeah yeah, yeah. she's she, and like i just recently saw her in more than halle berry ant-man yeah that yeah like because she like almost gets like sexually assaulted by Christopher Walken in Batman Returns. It's darker. That whole movie's just a little bit darker. It's less poppy. Her scene where she's hurt and Keaton is rubbing and they both just fought each other. It's like really cool. And she has this more dark and sadistic kind of twisted version of it to her. Like she's gone a little crazy and she feels like the the storyline in that one is like, you know, she falls for her depths and then just gets like eaten by cats. It's like really <laughs> weird and whatever. But then she comes back with this like she has this like cat energy about her where she's like cleaning herself. I don't know. It's just like so much more interesting that she's playing. She's also playing the animal of a cat as well. Um, <laughs> so I, th- I don't know. It's, it's just fun. It's just so much more fun. She also looks amazing. Like she <laughs> yeah. still like looks amazing. Yeah, she's stunning. She's a goddess. Yeah, which are Olivia Newton John same. Same, a hundred percent same. Um, both yeah, certifiable hotties. Question: I'll let you have Stephanie versus Sandy a little bit because because no. I, I think she's fun too. But there's no way in the world you're going to convince me that Pink Ladies two no are better than Pink Ladies. No, one. no, not even. I wouldn't even make that argument. <sighs> I wouldn't even make that I'm, argument. I, I can feel my blood Mm-mm. pressure lowering. Mm-mm. Pink ladies one are just the fucking greatest. Yeah, yeah. It's the, I, I wouldn't even Those come to the table with that. Even now, because I was afraid of rewatching and seeing things not like totally hold up, which of course plenty doesn't. And no, yeah. yeah, let's be clear. Um, but they're they're rad. Rizzo's incredible. She's yeah. absolutely a feminist icon. The friends are like good friends to each other. Like they want to help Frenchie yeah, like yeah. make good life choices and support her when she wants to. I love them. I love them. I think they're completely iconic and I'm glad you agree. A hundred percent. I wouldn't even yeah, I wouldn't even come yeah. to the In which table case, with that. It's not even worth discussing Rizzo versus Paulette. No, no, no. Entire no. story is throwing herself at T Birds, despite the fact that Johnny is still openly, yeah, yeah. a dick to her and pining after Stephanie. Wouldn't even. Okay. Wouldn't even do it. By the way, I do have to point out though. I learned on the internet today that Lorna Luft, the person who plays Paulette, is Julie. Uh, excuse me, is Judy Garland's daughter. Oh wow! Which means Liza Minnelli's sister. Wow. Okay, I can see it though. Now that you say it, yeah, you're like, oh yeah. Just found that to be an interesting. Uh, but no, Rizzo's literally yeah. Rizzo's the best pink lady ever made. I completely Human. agree. Yeah, if just so okay. I'm I'm just glad. Sometimes I need to be reminded that I'm having a conversation with a sane person, yeah, yeah, and yeah. this helps. Uh, I appreciate it. No, I. It's like I think it's like anything. Like you have, 
favorites of things, but when you take a step back and like, for me, it's like when I take a step back at the overall, yeah. or if it was like, hey, yeah, let's you have to put story. one of these on right now, it's going to be Grease 2 for me every time. And do you think it has a, because of the story? I think it's because of the story. But for me, it also is like, I just like really love the songs. I really love motor. I like motor. I love the like the fact that it was like motorcycles over cars. I love sure. that like this guy gets to like kind of be a badass and, and, and jump over things. And I like that like, yeah, like Michelle Pfeiffer's cool as fuck. I don't know. There's just like things to me that like trigger. Oh, man, I like this so much more. And I don't know why. It's occurring to me now. You are now writing the sequel of an iconic film. Yes. Is your goal. <laughs> to show people that sequels are better. No, um, for the most part, I think sequels are not better. Uh, it's very rare for a sequel yeah, yeah, to be better than the original. Um, to include what I'm uh, about to do, but for uh, Ferris Bueller. So, but like when they are, it's gonna be better than the original. I already know it. <laughs> yeah, no I way. Already, I'm positive. Um, that it just that movie is so iconic. But I think that um, giving credit to a sequel that exceeds the original, right? Like, there's yeah. some things that you trying to think of, like places where you're like, oh, um, the sequel did work. Um, like obviously everybody. Th- you know, Empire Strikes Back yeah. and like um, Secret of the Ooze. No, oh, there you go. The reason why I think this for me at least works is because I think it's like you have the same story. You have the mm-hmm. heart of the same story that's in there told from a shifted perspective sure. with an added layer of, okay, we're going to kind of pull cars out of this, put in motorcycles, try and be like, oh, we're going to keep up a little bit with like maybe the times and stuff like that. But like, for me, it was, they still held on to the heart of what Grease One was and presented it in a different way. And I think that to me is why it worked as opposed to, you know, trying to carry on a different storyline with existing characters or, you know, trying to recreate, I don't know, when you do something where it's like, oh, it's their kids or it's their thing. Like the idea that they were like, oh, this is kind of in that same world, but presented a different way, yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that's interesting, especially since you're now writing a sequel to a beloved film. The idea that a good sequel, and I would agree with you, has a, all sequels have a really tough ask, right? Yes, because for sure. You, what you want when you go see a sequel is because you love the original so much that you want to revisit some part of nostalgia. Yep. And I think it does that. I think bringing back the teachers especially was such a great, Yeah, And it was so nice to have Frenchie back, even though she doesn't get as much (laughs) attention as I think she should. We love her enough that we're like, well, I remember watching it for the first time, which may have been the only time until this, I'll be honest. Um, and being like, Oh, Frenchie's in it. And I immediately felt at peace knowing that somebody I love was in the sequel. So I could keep going. Cause I wasn't immediately drawn to them in the same way. The, the new cast as I was to the Grace one cast. Um, so it does, I think it does do a great job of that. And then it do- also does the thing of, you know, sort of mapping scenes that you love giving you instead of cars, it's motorcycles, like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah. um, you know, you're, you're, you don't get summer 11, but you get the school song. Like it, yeah, you yeah. know, it, it does its best to map it out. Um, does it do it better? I don't know, but does it do it better than it deserved better than critics gave it credit for? Arguably, yes. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. And I mean, I think, you know, when you're, God, man, to, uh, to take on, especially something so iconic, right? It's just like you're already at a loss when you remove Travolta out of it. And you're yeah. Really, yeah. Like they, 
you know, there was, there was, they were doomed from the beginning, but you know, when you go back and look at it, like they did their own thing Mm -hmm. and I think it worked. (laughs) I do have to ask just on the topic of story at one point in the movie, they genuinely think they kill a guy. Yeah. 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 And no one seems to care. Oh, yeah. How do we feel about that, B? See, they're willing to go there. <laughs> Someone sure? say, yeah, they, like the darkness they bring in. So I the- definitely didn't remember that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Erica, our, our mutual friend is staying with us, came in at that point and just goes, wait, is he dead? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, no. No one can make that jump. No, but they don't know that. And these kids are like, oh, well, okay. Although I will say, rewatching uh, the original, uh, Kinnicky gets hit in the head before the big... Uh, Race. race and like arguably gets knocked unconscious has a concussion and the bad guys all laugh hysterically like i would have to believe in modern times if anyone gets a concussion no matter how much you hate the other team you're gonna stop and be like are they okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so maybe not as bad but they had equivalent moments of just like how are these kids reacting this is sociopathic behavior yeah for sure i i think that like i don't know it was like cool that they were willing to kill somebody off and like I think that they were, it's cool that they were willing to, like, like, like I said, you're great. I don't even believe you at that, at that one. No, they were trying. They were trying to do something different. That, that's what I mean. They were willing to go dark. Sure. As a, as a filmmaker, they were willing to go dark. That, that's like, look, as, as a filmmaker, I, you know, I, I know that you can now look at reviews and you can look at movies from a different perspective, yeah, 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 having yeah. made your own now and say, you know, it deserves more credit for what it tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but me as a pure audience, audience member i believe it's the credit is how they execute it and i cannot i cannot give the potentially dead teen going completely <laughs> unannounced a pass dude and then the reveal at the luau oh my god the that luau is fucking bonkers yeah, yeah. also uh some problematic outfits at that <laughs> luau let's let's just say the grease one doesn't have too much of that true true yeah, so it's, it may take a notch up with feminism, but uh, cultural <laughs> appropriation gets a hit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, in the 80s, what are we doing? Yeah, everything it's, it's, everything it's, was wrong. It's yeah. true. Um, all right, let's get to the fun part. I've been we, holding off for it, but choreography and music. Choreography, we can do first because it's just a fast conversation, but fuck. <laughs> Grease 2 choreography. So good. So it's the same choreographer. Who apparently like had a panic attack because she was like, Grease One choreography is amazing. It's iconic. You got the hand drive. You've got, I mean, so much. I could probably do the dances for every yeah. song, including <laughs> Olivia's uh hopelessly devoted putting yeah, yeah, the water yeah. into the baby pool. Um that which, opening Grease Two Back to School. The choreography. Yeah. It's so good. It's really good. The choreography is fantastic. I, I'm gonna have. I'm gonna really have to dance with you through the conversation about how you think the music is better because I hard disagree. <laughs> but the but the choreography, the choreography alone in Let's Score Tonight in the bowling alley. I mean, when the camera's going past every ball as it hits and they land and the splits and it's like disco. It's like a jaw. It's swing. Mix it's just so it's in, it's incredible. Good. The dancing is absolutely incredible. Yeah, they uh, they upped it to me. It's almost a vehicle for dance. Well, it's also because like I mean I guess Travolta was a dance. He is a dancer. I don't know why yeah. I'm saying he was, but it just they definitely br- brought in more theatrically prepared people yeah, yeah, than yeah. you know what I mean. It was like yes, people who it felt like dance triple threat type people yeah yeah, yeah yeah which which in Greece one i actually found endearing that it was like 
Don Travolta is amazing and iconic and is so good at dancing. But then you have Sonny and uh, what is it? Do do what's the other guy's name? The Lenny Squiggy yeah, 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 guys. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Background, who've definitely never danced but are learning choreography. Sort of a little off behind him, and I was like, high school, adorable, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in this one, it was like straight up high school music, like numbers, like yeah, they're yeah, hitting yeah. numbers. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah, were yeah. hired not for their acting, for their dancing. Right, right, and right. It showed because the dance numbers are incredible. And also, I mean, maybe that sways me a little bit because of how much I love dance and how much I care about dance. It's true, and how important dance numbers are life. to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's true wrote a number of dance numbers for us in DJ Fawcett, which I appreciated because they were the only ones I was allowed to be cast in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a sketch team that you guys should just, just Google. Check out. And yes, yeah, iconic yeah, yeah. sketch team now has exclusively famous members. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Let's get music. to the music. Let's yes. get to it. I Like I said, like I said, the final musical number in Grease 1 is my favorite of both. Thank you. You're the one that I want versus We'll Be Together. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. no competition. Not even. We'll Be Together feels like a reprise to a song that didn't exist. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. didn't like the first time around. And then they doubled down on it. And it's like, what are we doing here? There's no energy to it. It, it was like a bummer. It's a bummer end to that movie. You're the one that I want leading into them flying off in a car. Awesome. It's it's insane. It's I mean, awesome. there's a reason I was bad Sandy for Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Multiple years in a row. Not just because she's hot and cool, but because that dance number rocks so hard. Yeah. It's so good. I every time it came on when I watched it, it was what I was the most excited for. Um I catch myself singing it on my own. It's like that, it's literally that good every time. But what it is for me is let's score. Uh huh. Who's that guy? Okay. Cool rider in reproduction. Okay, wait. Which one's who's that? Oh, who's that guy is when he's when he comes out. When, when he, okay. Which which I would say is dance choreography with motorcycles. Uh, the true. stunts, the jumping, but like um, those four. <laughs> which I'm realizing now. <laughs> Sorry. And and back to school again. The the. Uh, the opening number also is really, really good. Yeah, I was just realizing now. Did you ever see Mary Poppins too? The reboot of Mary Poppins Wait, with Lin Manuel. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh. try to do it with with bikes. They try to recreate Chim Chimney, but with bikes. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't go as well. <laughs> Doesn't go as well. It's like BMX style. I, I don't know why. I, I couldn't. That. I mean, I, just Meryl Streep singing oh, a no. turtle song tough, about real it was tough. So... upside down that was this they owe meryl an apology for, for bringing her on for that like, and i know uh, you're a meryl head so I, I i but i was just like what even i was just like meryl what are you saying she's like what are you doing yeah why'd you say yes to this um okay okay uh but yes who's that guy motorcycle choreography fine it's fine and 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 i also have to say when you're you know it's also hard when you're like an eight-year-old boy like you that's what you want yeah yeah yeah. that's that moment <laughs> that like you want that moment sure 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 you want to show up you want to like be working on something in secret in a field you're learning how to pop wheelies you're you're building your own motorcycle you're doing all this stuff and then you show up out of the darkness in the middle of the night, <laughs> burning like a mother in a fist of dynamite. <laughs> like you just want that moment in your life. And so like, I think like 
If I was to actually say subconsciously, I think about who I am as a human being. And like, I'm the type of person who's like, I wouldn't tell anyone I was taking piano lessons to one day show up after two years of doing it in secret to then be at a party and be like, oh, this, ding, 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 ding. you know, <laughs> and to just play Rocket Man and be like, everyone's like, you play piano? And I'd be like, oh, yeah. I do, that and is I the think most you thing that I've ever heard in my for sure, and life. I and I I now know that I think if I could take it all the way back to a single moment, it's Michael's arc in Greece too. No that explains a ton about who I am. That but it really does. I'm having complete flashbacks, but I'm realizing now neither of us were alive when it came out. No, you. So when did you see it for the first time? How old were you? Probably '90s. I was yeah, maybe eight. Yeah, nine. interesting. Yeah. Okay, I may have been a little over, older for like Greece too. But I, I feel like I didn't even know about Grease too because it was so, you know. Yeah, I think I caught it on. I, I would say that like my my mom and dad liked Grease one a lot, and so we watched that. And I think that we would catch Grease two like it would be like one of those like midday rerun movies yeah, on like a Friday sure. that you would watch. Me and my brother would watch Grease too. That Aww. was me and my brother's favorite. It was Maddie's favorite too. Maddie loves Grease too. No way. Oh yeah, the whole motorcycle. Maddie loves Grease too. That blows my mind. I love that. Love That's it. really delightful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he love about it so much? Say, I think the exact same stuff that I did. I think he loved the like. We, you know, we were just like again, like I said, when you're like uh, the boys are into motorcycles at that age, you know, you just yeah. like you love motorcycles more you so than the, cars. More, but at least we were. Yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. you know, they're like he's like jumping cars and kicking people over it's like this little fight choreography scene that breaks out but i still stand by the fact that like those four songs i named i don't think that there are four songs in greece one that you can move around that equal those four songs for me for me summer loving is good <sighs> it's good grease lightning yeah, Grease Lightning's good, and San Sandra D's good. Sandra D is fun as hell. Sandra D's good. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna argue for fucking stranded at the drive-in. So one day, yeah, school. yeah, not gonna argue for that one. I'm not even gonna argue for hopelessly devoted to you, but I am beauty going school to, dropout. No, but also beauty school dropout to me is the equivalent of like a girl for all seasons, yeah, which yeah, fucking yeah. sucks. But what about Rizzo's song? Yeah, I. Th it's like I said, it's good, but it, they just don't. I, live in me the way those other four do uh, there are worse things i could do doesn't live in you doesn't no. live in your heart that song is a feminist anthem that song is the fact that that came out in the 70s and she's a pregnant teenager saying like she get, should that, be. that part of the story is phenomenal oh, she's so good her pipes that singing is just insane so then those and then i mean i'm gonna just give you two more and then hand drive and then as we argued uh the ending song you're the one that i want you're the one that i Fucking want great every song in that movie is just back to back it was also written by for broadway yeah, yeah so yeah. like yeah better <laughs> There's i think Gre grease lightning's too repetitive for me it's the same thing over too and repetitive. over every single song from grease 2 sounds exactly no, the same no, no, no. yes uh, yes it does i would say the only one that had me hooked was reproduction because it's fun and i love a horny high school song yeah, yeah, yeah. and i love that even the girls are like little horn balls it's not like the boys being like which grace one too you know it's not just the boys being horny and the girls being like we're pure like yeah, yeah. They, they're also horn balls and same with the pink ladies in one um but man i mean come on it, 
fucking a girl for all seasons is a snooze fest. We'll be together snooze fest. I didn't even remember who's that guy. I got to be honest. He oh, wasn't even the, on my list. Oh, it's on mine. Big time. And to me, school song, if it wasn't for the choreography, one of the worst written songs possibly in history. Well, that's what good choreography can do. It's true. It's true. It's true. It, it I can watch the, the opening of Grease too. are abysmal. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I will. I think I will leave this conversation with you going that the songs in Greece, one, I will have moved up a notch in my book. Um, I think that for me, it's just hard because like, let's score tonight is the you're the one that I want of for me. Yeah, is like that is its standout song of that. Yeah, of that good. thing. For some people, it's cool writer. But like, I also thought let's do it for our country was like a Grease Lightning sort of parallel to the same spot yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I thought it was fun like I said just those songs just live a little bit more inside of me than the others do I mean look I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take away the nostalgia factor of watching with your brother getting no, to yeah. being eight you know I also think I do also think there's something to say about seeing movies especially musical movies when you're young and you learn the lyrics almost instantly because your mm -hmm. brain's so fungible and then they really do stick with you maybe I maybe I visited Greece too a little too late that could be true. I, I can see that. So, but but then in that case, I don't understand this resurgence of rewatchers who are suddenly here present day saying after the 40 year anniversary, which happened last year, it's I, I, I'm I'm but that's I think smacked. but like like Van, Van Gogh's well, art well, only well. became blah blah <laughs> only became. But I mean, truthfully, that, truthfully, that, can you name music that that's happened with? Like, is there is there music that didn't become popular? To, I'm sure classical music. There's, of a, some there's kind. a really great. I, I don't know if I can name huge music, like okay. like genres of music, sure, but sure, I can sure. name like bands. No, no, that's great. Of people who didn't become popular until after they died. I'm sure it's. Oh, like after a, they died. Yeah. Four years. Years yeah, down yeah, yeah. the line. So there's this, sure, there's sure, this sure. documentary called a band called Death. Um, it's an incredible documentary, and it is about. I want to say that they're all brothers, at the very least, that they're all friends. Uh -huh. So in Detroit, in the 60s or 70s, I'm sorry if I'm misquoting, and if anybody is listening to this, just look we it up and read the here. synopsis But before I butcher this. But you have three black brothers um, who grow up in the heart of Motown, and for some reason, they want to play rock music. Not only do Fun. they want to play rock music, they want to play like punk. And I actually think they played punk music before the Ramones did. Oh, no way. And they put out this album that nobody heard. Nobody liked. Black people were like, we're not listening to this. You, there was no like white audience that even knew how to listen yeah. to this. Then the Ramones, the Sex Pistols, all these guys come out or whatever. And then something happens like I'm going to say maybe even like 15 years ago where uh People are going through old vinyl stack and they find this band and they called themselves Death. <laughs> and it was just like black punk music that came out of Detroit in the 1670s. And they just exploded and then started touring, playing their songs. Amazing. And it was incredible. And like, it's just such a cool yeah. story. I mean, look, and I would say that's a result too of, you know, as we know, you know, culture for the longest time was controlled by white men. And it was because there was only so many radio waves. And so we were only really getting music that had been culturally appropriated. I mean, we all know about like yeah, but I mean Elvis even. So it was like not really giving 
you know, black people the chance to have their music heard on a greater scale. So it's cool that nowadays. Yeah, but this is two. This movie is two movies with white people. No, no, for sure. But I mean, but I would say that like in the sixties and seventies, their black musicians were thriving. It's just they weren't thriving in that way. Like that particular style of music wasn't accepted. I maybe even wasn't accepted in America at that time yeah, either. Yeah. And so like people didn't really know wh where it stood or where to put it or where to place it. So I think that that's something to, I don't know, champion or be a part yeah, of. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I but don't. also, like, I might be crazy in saying this, like, didn't, like, Lizzo release her album, like, three years before it became, before it got, like, re-released and was, like, popular, oh, that first one? Anyway, long story short is when you're talking about something that people are, are that are, are revisiting as, like, cult classics or... Are, are finding again and being seen in a new light or mm -hmm. whatever. I think that like the audience for a movie like Grease 2 doesn't have the expectation that the first audience had on yeah. it. That something like um, Grease 1 doesn't live so deep inside of them as it did, you know, other people or other movies or whatever. Really? I mean, so you think it's like young, but, but I would say Grease 1 is still pretty iconic for people through their... Well, I guess I would have to know who's who's coming yeah, I, back I and, and, and watching this new. Yeah, I I f I guess I'm saying I'm assuming that the people who are watching Grease two now are in their twenties, like Gen Z, sure. So they didn't grow up. They with, didn't grow up. Yeah. as as again, into yeah. Grease one is. Yeah, I, think I mean mainly. it's you know again neither of us were alive when Grease one or two came out, so we also were products of like we weren't products at the time. No, we no, just, but I would say like Grease One is an example of like my parents' movie. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yes, and yeah. so it's like showed us I that. watched that, but like if you were like, hey, if I had kids today and they'd yeah. be like, let's watch movie, Grease One wouldn't even be on that list of movies that I would be like, you have to sit down and see this with me. Interesting. It would be like movies I grew up watching in the 90s. Like I'd be like, let's yeah. watch Clueless. Let's watch. Oh, yeah. Well, for you know, sure. You know, like these things. Or maybe. Oh, you don't think Grease would make your list? Interesting. I don't know. I don't know if it would. You know, we're old enough to be able to look back at things and be like, this doesn't hold up. Right. Even if, even if we love the songs, like story wise. So I think there's also an element of like, what do I want to show my kids culturally? Yeah, because I think that when I think of Grease One, I think of like about. a movie I watch with my parents. When I yeah. think of a Clueless or Can't Hardly Wait or or, you know, some of these other things, it's like, oh, I think of a movie like I couldn't wait to get to the theater and then we went and talked about yes, it in school yes. and, and we, we were, all were influenced by it and like, you know, this thing or like, you know, when I think about like Indiana Jones or like some of these things, you know, I'm like, oh my God, I, or Batman or whatever I think about. For like, sure. So you were part of the cultural moment when it came when out. When it came out, and when so it you happened. Love it with a different sort of level. For some reason, I felt like I, I was actually surprised to remember that both of the greases came out when we weren't alive because in my mind it was such a huge deal yeah but i also have to remember that you know we watched exclusively straight to tv straight to vhs elvis movies and i thought that was culture so but also we watched tv differently where like grease yes. one would be on a rerun yes, of yes, a thing yes. that you'd be like oh grease one is on where like here you have to actually select what you want to watch right before rather than it being given to you and right. i think that that's why you know, that's that's more or less why it, 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 I, I kind of miss things being given to us. I kind of miss the idea that like, well, it's shared culture. You which just is, watch which what's is, on at yeah, this time. Totally. You know, as opposed to being like, yeah, appointment oh, viewing is fun. I have to fucking like figure out what I want to. I think we all have fatigue, you know, choice fatigue. Yeah. You know, I do want it given to me in some weird like. Communist. 
we're all watching this channel and those are the movies that we have to sit back and take in. I, I like kind of miss that kind of viewing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think it's why it's fun that, you know, shows like even Succession, which neither of us watch, but, or, or Game of Thrones did appointment viewing. Like there are shows that are doing appointment viewing now again, and it makes it more fun because you get to watch it. You have to watch it when it comes out. People aren't binging at a different rate and then forgetting about it. And it keeps the conversation more alive. Yeah. And even more so than, than the appointment viewing, what I think I miss is the idea of being like, what's on this, what, what's on TV right now? And then I turn the channel and I go, oh my God, when Harry met Sally, I wouldn't even have thought to go look for this. Thank God it's here. And I'm like, I'm going to watch this. And it's halfway on. I think, And it's halfway through. And you're just like, oh, I remember this. I'm going to go watch. You know what I mean? There's like, as opposed to being like, oh, let me go through. And it's like, do I want to watch? this yeah, or do you want to watch driven. this yeah. and i have to remember I started from the beginning yeah, yeah there's no passive watching experience yeah you know the only thing i think that it does still have that is the like 20 days of christmas harry potter marathon oh. <laughs> and whenever i go home my parents are the only people i know who still have regular cable where you could just th- throw something on and it's always on it's always in the middle and then for the entire holidays you go back and one is on again jk rowling has ruined a lot of this for everybody <laughs> can't argue with that but but that is one where it's like a nostalgia viewing where it's like oh it's halfway through chamber of secrets let's just sit and watch 20 minutes of it and enjoy right right yeah i, yeah, I miss i'm i miss a level of that and so i think that's why for me you know you know, Grease one fits a little bit more into that because it would be something I watch with my mom or, or like Grease two would come on and be something I watch with my, my brother, but it was nice. Th- those type of movies came on, but I, I don't know if I ever like sought them out in the same way I would other things, you know? And I think yeah. because of that, it, it just is, it has a different place in my heart. I wonder how the gen Gen Z's are discovering it. Yeah. Or if they are. Or if this is even a relevant conversation. Well, I'm trying to think 30. about like what would the equivalent be, right? Like I'm trying to think about like was there a movie that when I hit 20 we were all like, oh my god, remember this crazy, you know, weird, fucked up movie that I guess that that like oh I mean I guess like when you think about the room, you yes, know what I mean? Yes, like yes, people, yes. Oh, totally. I mean that's it's done a little called, bit yes. more yes. campily and like it no, you know, we know that it's bad, but I think. Right. I wonder if people but, are well, genuinely. You but you don't think Grease Two is equivalent to The Room? Like you're not no, watching no, it. No, no, no. But I guess I'm just saying that's a movie that okay. was like done terribly, and then like people now are like as a communally come back and watch it. But yeah. like, I think that like yeah, I genuinely think that it's one of those things where because the people who are discovering that movie now are not comparing it to some iconic thing that lives as deeply in them as Grease One did to the people who watched it at that time. There's a little bit more of an objectivity to them watching it. And they're just saying, oh, this is just a fun movie. Right. As opposed to being like, be be as good or better than the movie that I love. And when you do that, you it opens up to people being able to watch it in a, a completely different way. But like, again, like I said, it goes to show <laughs> that if people are finding it now and turning it to a thing and saying all this really great stuff about it, then that just goes to show that good art when can stand the test of time. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's a nice, that's a nice last words. I would say, <laughs> how are you feeling? Nice and dead on this hill. Oh man. I'll take, yeah, yeah, it's good. I, I, and it, I, you know, I want people to uh, argue till the, de- till the dawn of time that which one's better for, for sure. sure. Is there anything else you wanted to throw in there just as a final 
last thought. I love the little girl who's trying to be a pink lady. I love her. She's I, awesome. We didn't give her enough cred. She really does rock. She's a great character. And her relationship with uh, her sister. Yes. and But also with uh, Michael. Michael. Delight, endearing. It's so He's nice. Really sweet to her. He does have an element of like, I'm not just a bro. Like, you know, it's sweet. It's not creepy. And yeah, yeah. She has like, I think, I think she has like Rizzo's spunk. Yes. You know what I mean? Like sure. if you were like, who would this girl grow up to be? Yeah. It would be Rizzo. And I really do. I really do like her character in it. And I thought she was really fun. She's adorable. And she's skateboarding. Yeah. Which was like, think of like. A girl skateboarding in 1982. Yeah, she's rad. It's crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I give her that for sure. I, I love the little ending part where she's like, I met somebody. Sorry. Sorry, kid. And he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know. Like it's so good. Um, yeah, I, she rocks. I wonder, who is she? I wonder what she's in. Has she been in anything since? Oh, okay, wait. Who played the little sister in Grace too? Pamela Adlon is Dolores? No. It's no way. Is it? Is that? Oh, it is. It has to be. It is. It a hundred. It so is. is. Oh my god! Does that change everything for you now? I'm Does that so, change things? I didn't even believe it was real. Holy shit! Wait, is that? That's gotta be her. That's hold on. Yeah, I knew. Do you know what? I knew that at one point, and I totally what? forgot about that it. That is so wild. Dolores. She's so oh cute. my god! That is her. That is crazy. Wow. Breakout. Talk about breakout stars. I mean, hey, she deserves wow. it. Wow. Dolores. <laughs> Dolores. The bra's killing me. You wish. Oh, she was fantastic. That is fun. That's a fun reveal. Wow. <laughs> That's a really good fun reveal. Oh. Just add <laughs> another, put another. Another point. All right. All right. Another I'll, log you know on the fire that is Greece too. I did. I did want to give you look. I nothing but respect here. Yeah, okay? yeah, 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 respectful yeah. podcast. I didn't hate it. Um, I do want to say I found this fun when I was looking up uh, some of the people who are diehards. One of the arguments was that the only reason Greece two flopped was because it came out the same day as ET. Oh, it did? Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. I know, and I found that super fascinating. Other competition at the time included Rocky Three and Star Trek Two. That's hard. Uh, yeah, so I just found that to be a fun fact. First of all, that Grease 2 came out at the same time as E.T. just feels like a weird mind. I know, that is weird. Right? And then also just, I mean, it yeah. got overshadowed. <laughs> but like, E.T. is a movie I show my kid every yeah, time. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Where you're like, Grease 1, I don't know. Oh man, I I mean I would obviously show them ET, but I think I've got to show them Grease one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right, that's it's fair. It's just it's yeah, it's a goodie. I want it like the first thing I'm going to talk to Pam Adelon about when I meet her is that I, it should be just how much fun that was. It must have been. It must have been a blast. And how yeah. old she was, and how yeah, I mean, who, when you're that young, who cares if the movie's a flop? She was probably having the time of her freaking life. And like Pam Adelon grew up to be Rizzo as a human. That's it's so yes. Whoa. Do you know what I mean? Wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ready for your eulogy? Okay, give it to me. We've gathered here today to celebrate the life of Bill Posley, who tragically died on the hill of Grease 2 is better than Grease 1. Bill is survived by a number of wonderful projects, most employed man in Hollywood, including his film Bitch Ass, which he wrote and directed, now available on BET Plus and Showtime. You can follow Bill's legacy on Instagram at Bill Posley, B 
B-I-L-L-P-O-S-L-E-Y. Bill, we are so grateful for your time here on this podcast and this earth. May you rest in peace. Thank you. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Bye. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Hills I Die On. If you like what you hear, don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review letting us know what you think. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Hills I Die On Podcast and on Twitter at Hills I Die On. Follow me on Twitter slash Instagram at I'm Taylor Cox. Thanks again for listening and hope to see you next week.